When we consider the Bible as a whole book, one complete story, instead of disconnected, segmented moral fables, then we begin to understand and see that much of what we learn in the Old Testament sets us up for who we meet in the New Testament. If you were to listen to a story about a redeemer from Bethlehem in Judah, who not only kept the letter of the law, but also kept the spirit of the law and exceeded the law with his acts of mercy and abundant provision before entering into a covenant with a bride from the nations, would you say that the story was about Boaz or Jesus? Well, the answer is yes. That story is about Boaz and it is about Jesus. But one is greater than the other. One of them points to and prepares you for the other. In the Old Testament with the first characters, Adam and Eve, God sets up a law. Don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But they did, and in that moment, Adam and Eve began to die. Their relationship with God changed from compassionate friend and kingly ruler to that of judge, and Adam and Eve were guilty along with everyone who would be born after them. But even in this tragedy, God made a promise which guaranteed that he would provide a son of Eve that would crush the tempter's head, and utterly destroy him. And the rest of the Old Testament provides clues and pictures and symbols of who and what the serpent crusher would be and how he would crush the serpent's head. The Old Testament also shows how God keeps this line of people alive in the face of sin and insurmountable odds. Think of Joseph and Moses and Joshua in the book of Judges. It really is a dramatic, epic story when we read it correctly. Well, in the book of Ruth, we are discovering how God is involved in the everyday decisions of our lives and how he's weaving those decisions together to make a way for his promised redeemer who will provide abundantly for his people. And Boaz is a picture of that. And now it becomes the mission of our lives to extend God's grace to others. We don't do it in our own ways, in our own plans, in our own schemes. We don't have to try and figure this out or come up with new and improved ways of reaching our culture. God has already developed a foolproof, forever relevant plan for doing just that. You see, God not only gives you grace in Jesus Christ, He will produce His graciousness in and through your life because Christ lives in us. So now, when we are under the control of the Spirit, when we are walking with Christ, we don't view others as black, white, Hispanic, rich, poor, or popular. We view them as created in the image of God in need of God's generous offer of grace. If we're not extending the generosity and pointing people to Christ, then we're just fans of Christ and not really followers. As you pray today, please remember Stan and Donna Scroggins, our missionaries in the Philippines. And also remember the Tim Kotakoli LifeWord broadcast that's heard in Togo, Ghana, and Benin.